You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 53, Adjusting to a New School Year. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. You're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hey there, Mama. I want to start out by saying thank you to those of you who left a review of the podcast last week. It's so much fun to read them. I wanted to make sure I could search for your posts on Facebook and Instagram with the hashtag LDMMPodcast but I failed to mention that your settings need to be public for me to be able to find them. So moving forward, please do that or tag me in the post. What I did is I put all the names of the reviewers into a random name generator that I found online to choose the winner for this week's giveaway. The winning review is titled Practical and Easy to Understand. And it comes from Mama Loves Picks 0203. She wrote, Pam has great strategies to help you be a better parent by improving yourself. Her techniques and the reasoning behind them are well explained and make them easy to understand and implement. I have had so many aha moments while listening to her show. There is great advice for parents with kids of any age. Yay! Congratulations, Mama Loves Picks 0203. Thank you for that amazing review, and I hope you enjoy your $100 Amazon gift card. Please email me your contact info at pam at lessdramamoremama.com so I can send it out to you ASAP. Now, if you submitted a review and didn't get chosen, you still have three more chances to win. And if you didn't submit a review come on, let's go. (laughs) All you need to do is leave a review of the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to the show, take a screenshot before you hit submit, and then post it on Facebook or Instagram with the hashtag LDMMPodcast. Make it public or tag me so I can see it, and boom, you're entered to win. So fun. All right, today's topic is adjusting to a new school year. I did an episode called Taming Morning Madness, episode 26, if you want some practical tips for helping you get up and out in the mornings. But this episode is more about getting into the right mindset for the new school year and being able to help your kids through their transition back to school. So, With any transition in life, whether it's moving from one house to another, changing from one job to another, getting married, adding a new baby to the family, or starting a new school year, there can be a sense of excitement and anticipation for the new experience, but there can also be a sense of loss or grief over the past and the familiar, and some anxiety or even dread over the unknown and what's to come in the future. Our primitive brains don't like change and they don't like the unknown. They want to know exactly what to expect so they can be efficient and avoid discomfort. And they'll do anything to try to convince us to go back and hide in our caves. 
The unknown is perceived as a dangerous threat to our brains. So naturally, kids, parents, and teachers feel some level of anxiety at the start of a new school year. And of course, there are varying degrees to which they feel it. Remember that emotions are just vibrations in the body caused by thoughts. One child might feel slightly jittery in his body the first morning of school, and it could be perceived as anxiety or it could be perceived as excitement depending on the thought that's causing it. Another child may have a different vibration in his body leading to an all-out meltdown. And this is really important to remember because you as the mom can recognize nothing's gone wrong. Of course my child is behaving this way because his behavior is coming directly from his feelings and thoughts about going back to school. And then you're in a much better place mentally to help him. You can become curious about what those thoughts are without being judgmental or annoyed or angry. Some of the most common thoughts, questions, and concerns I hear from students before the start of a new school year are, I don't want to wake up early. I wish it was still summer. Who will my teacher be? What if she's mean? Will I be with my friends? What if the kids are mean? Will there be a lot of homework? What if I can't handle the workload? These are all typical things that are likely to be going through your child's mind at this time of year. Don't assume what they're thinking, though. There are kids who actually look forward to going back to school. They may have been really bored all summer and can't wait to get back to some sort of routine and structure. They're excited to see friends they haven't seen for a couple of months. They're excited to have new teachers and learn new things and have new experiences. Maybe this is the year they're planning to try out for a sports team or audition for the school play or join a club. And you can help your child to have a positive outlook about going back to school by focusing on those things yourself. If you're talking about how quickly the summer went by, you can't believe it's over already, you wish they didn't have to go, or how back to school shopping is such a drag, then your kids are more likely to have a similar attitude. Whatever your child's thoughts and feelings are about going back to school, they're perfect. You don't need to try and talk them into being excited or reassure them that everything's going to be great. And I've talked about this before in several different episodes. The reason you want anything in life is because of the way you think you'll feel when you get it. So when you're feeling stressed out or scared that your kids are having a hard time, you want them to feel better so that you can feel better. But you can feel fine knowing that there's nothing wrong with feeling a negative emotion. They make up 50% of our human experience, and we're supposed to have that contrast between positive and negative feelings. I really want you to hear this. When you try to control your kids' experiences so they never feel negative emotions, you're doing them a disservice. You think you're protecting them, but the exact opposite is true. You're leaving them more vulnerable because they won't know how to deal with adversity and discomfort or how to process their emotions. The better they get at doing that, the more successful they'll be, the more self-confident they'll be, and the more confident you can be about their ability to get along in life just fine. As you head into the new school year, I want you to remember that all circumstances are neutral. Circumstances are facts, 
And facts are never a problem until you think about them in a way that makes them a problem. So some examples of circumstances might be that your child is in a class without her best friend, or another mom tells you that your child's teacher has a reputation for being very strict, or your child cries when he gets home from school and says he doesn't have any friends. Those are all neutral. But notice what your mind did when I mentioned each of those things. Did you have a thought like, oh, poor thing, or that would be horrible, or oh, I hope that doesn't happen to my child? Those thoughts are optional. And the thoughts you choose to think about your child's circumstances will determine how you feel and show up as a mom in those situations. Managing your own mind is the most important thing. It's the only thing you need to do to ensure a smooth school transition for you so you can be there as a support for your kids as they adjust. Your kids need you to demonstrate calmness and confidence that they're capable of handling any situation. If you're at all apprehensive yourself, they'll pick up on it. Several years ago, when my daughter Marissa discovered that she had been placed in a different fourth grade class than all of her third grade friends, including her BFF, she began sobbing. I hugged her, and after a while, I said, it's really disappointing that you're not in the same class as your friends this year. Her sobs turned into sniffles. I saw the situation as an opportunity, not as a liability. I pointed out that she'd see her friends during recess and lunch, and that we'd have plenty of playdates with them on the weekends. And in that moment, I knew there was nothing I could say to convince her that everything would be okay. But even though I felt the depths of her disappointment, I also knew that getting through this experience would build up her strength and her character. I trusted that she'd rise to the occasion of managing her circumstances. As it turned out, she made three new best friends that year and established a close relationship with her teacher that continues to this day. She excelled academically and socially and emotionally. Had I marched into the principal's office demanding a class change, I would have robbed Marissa of the opportunity to realize her ability to overcome a challenge and to grow through it. Now that I work in her school, I have an even deeper appreciation of all the factors that the teachers and administrators take into consideration when creating class lists. They don't just randomly assign students to groups and hope for the best. They carefully evaluate the academic abilities, learning styles, personalities, behavior, gender, and friendships of each student and how they impact each other. Throughout their lives, your kids will have to deal with many different teachers, professors, and employers. Some will be nurturing, others will be more authoritarian. Every experience gives them a chance to learn something new and grow. Instead of trying to control your child's circumstances or experience, focus on just becoming aware of your own thoughts. Notice how your primitive mama brain wants to protect you and your child from perceived threat. Notice thoughts like, this shouldn't be happening. I have to fix this. This is too much. This isn't fair. Why my child? Why me? Indulging in these types of thoughts doesn't serve you, and it doesn't serve your child. 
Sure, it can be hard to see your kids struggle through a transition and get used to their new routine, which could take days or sometimes weeks. But when you overreact or get emotional, you're sending them the message that they can't handle it, that they need you to swoop in and rescue them, that they shouldn't ever experience negative emotions, and that they're entitled to an easy, happy life. The thoughts I've chosen about school, I think, have really served me and my kids well over the years, and I want to share them with you because you might hear something that maybe you'd like to try on this year and see how it works for you. I always choose to believe that whatever teachers my kids have are the perfect teachers for them. Whether they're male or female, strict or more easygoing, young, old, it's all perfect. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't speak up if I thought the teacher was being irresponsible or demeaning in some way, but generally, I think being exposed to different types of teachers is a learning experience in and of itself, and it helps kids learn how to deal with different personalities. I choose to believe whatever kids are in the class are perfect for the same reasons. I choose to believe that the teachers and the school have my kids' best interests at heart. You know, as a school counselor, I've seen many parents who don't seem to believe that at all. They seem to believe that school is the enemy and they have to fight the system or prove the teacher wrong about their child when there's an academic or behavior issue. I choose to believe that we're all working together for the benefit of my kids. And while I may disagree with a teacher or a school administrator from time to time, we're still on the same team. I also choose to believe that my daughters are capable of handling any emotion. I know that negative emotions are harmless. They're vibrations in the body caused by thoughts, and humans are supposed to have them. So when my kids are upset, I'm not apt to freak out right away. I can stay calm knowing that they can handle any emotion, and so can I. When I'm calm, I show up as the mom I most want to be. Without trying to change or fix anything, I can validate their experiences and their feelings. I can help them tap into their problem-solving skills by doing role plays with them or asking them questions about different ways they could deal with their situation. I want to recommend that you give your child at least four weeks to adjust to his class before you request any changes. Teachers need time to create a classroom community, establish routines, and get to know the students. And your child needs time to get used to things, too. If, after a month, you still have concerns about school, clearly communicate them to the teacher, not the principal. Give the teacher the courtesy of speaking with her directly about an issue in her class and give her the opportunity to address it. Up until that point, you may only know your child's perspective of the situation and your own assumptions— It's a good idea to hear the teacher's point of view and be open to working with her toward a solution. After that, if your child is still having problems adjusting to school, talk to the school counselor to identify strategies to help your child manage. If your child is refusing to go to school and their behavior is extreme, and by that I mean they're having major meltdowns with kicking and screaming and biting every day, or they're crying all day long at school, you may need to seek professional help. I will tell you, though, I've seen both of those types of kids as a school counselor, and they can get through it when the adults are calm and consistent. 
Two things that tend to make the situation worse are, one, when parents hang around the school because they're feeling worried and insecure. Teachers and schools are well-equipped to help kids through the start of school, but you've got to be willing to let them do their jobs. The second thing that makes school refusal worse is allowing your child to stay home and avoid going to school. The longer you allow them to avoid it, the harder it will be for them and you to get through it. You need to be consistent and communicate that they are going to be okay. And you're going to be okay too, mama. (laughs) But if you'd like someone to help you through this year's school transition, you've got to schedule your free mini session with me. I will help you become that calm and consistent mom you want to be. There is no better time than right now to get on my calendar and see if my coaching is right for you. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to sign up. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and get entered to win next week's gift card. I want to give it to you. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast. If you like this episode, please take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes and make sure you subscribe too so you never miss a show. Got a question, comment, or idea for an upcoming episode? Email me at pam at lessdramamoremama.com. <laughs>